Jack Eichel is almost back to the ice. But Alex Tuck has three goals and seven and assists in nine games. Who would you rather have? Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on hockey heads welcome to the locked on fantasy hockey podcast i'm your host big flip livingstone here with my esteemed co-host steel Roden, and we are fired up for a jam-packed inaugural kickoff episode steel i'm excited to be here brother and i'm excited for you to kick off our first daily fantasy segment on our first show yeah super excited to be here with you Flip and you know just happy to be with the locked on program so super excited to get things going and let's start off with the daily fantasy segment you know we only got five games on the docket for today uh for tonight and you know for me i picked out the two biggest matchups in my mind and i'm going to start off with the toronto maple leafs versus the anaheim ducks and the second big game is the chicago blackhawks versus the detroit red wings obviously there's the Washington Capitals versus the San Jose, San Jose Sharks, which could be a really good game. But those two games that I just mentioned are the biggest ones for me for daily fantasy, uh, for daily fantasy teams. The Leafs are five, two, and one in the last in the last eight games, while the Ducks are three, five, and zero in the last games. And I think you have to go with the big dogs flip because Matthews and Mitch Bonner have just been absolutely incredible in that stretch right there. Mm -hmm. two offensive studs right you can never really go wrong when you're thinking daily fantasy with the Leafs um you know the Anaheim Ducks have been let's give them their credit um but they're dealing with a lot of key injuries right now there's guys in quarantine there's guys battling injury so whenever you see that and a tasty matchup for Jack Campbell you can't help but feel that it might be a big night for the Leafs big guns and I'm feeling you with those picks steal yeah, and, you know, looking at Mitch Marner, you know, coming back from that injury, he's only played three games and he's got three goals and five points in that stretch. So I can't, I wouldn't suggest to go anywhere elsewhere it, with these players right here. I think you have to stick with those top guys on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then, you know, Jack Campbell as well. Like it mm. has been a little bit of a tough stretch in that six game road trip for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Jack Campbell, you know, they went back and forth with wins and losses, but I think they're super ecstatic to be back at home right now and then uh, get back on the road after that against the Detroit Red Wings in their next game. But yeah, I think you have to go with Jack Campbell, but I wanted to ask you with how well the Calgary Flames are playing, would you rather go with Jakob Markstrom or Jack Campbell right now for your daily fantasy? Yeah, you know, you can you guys can see the flags behind me and hopefully you'll be along for this <laughs> ride where I talk a lot of smack about uh, how the Toronto Maple Leafs like to string me along. But, uh, you know, Jack Campbell holds a three and four all time career record against the Ducks. Respectable 9-10 save percentage, uh, 2.80 goals against. So he has had some success against the Ducks, right? Playing for the Kings to start his career. He probably had a lot of close, you know, one goal Western Conference games with that team. I like the spot of coming home for the Leafs, but also Jakob Markstrom has arguably been, you know, the the reason the Calgary Flames are where they are this year. One of them anyway. 
Um, that's a tough question. A uh, really good one as well. If I'm, if I have to coin flip it, uh, I'd probably just go with Campbell, um, knowing that the Leafs are back home in a good spot there. Um, hopefully not a look ahead game either. Looking ahead to a team like the Red Wings, you have to think they're focused on the Ducks. So I'd probably lean Campbell. Um, but you know, Markstrom wouldn't be a second bad choice either. Yeah, it's definitely tough. You know, obviously Jakob Markstrom just got that big W against the St. Louis Blues on Monday night, that seven mm-hmm. one win. So he's been absolutely incredible this year. I believe he has like four or five shutouts on the season already. So he's definitely a top three goalie in this season so far, but let's jump over to the second big matchup that I suggested for Wednesday night's games. And that's the Detroit Red Wings versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Both these teams have been, have been a little bit in rough shape in their last stretch. The Blackhawks have lost their last four in a row while the Red Wings have played. They played some decent hockey in the stretch, but they need some help from their goaltending in those in those tight games. The goaltending has just not been there. Flip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like when I look at when I look at that matchup, um, if it doesn't scream to me to be an over bet, I don't know what it is. But we'll get to that <laughs> later in the show. Um, you know, this is one of those matchups that maybe you just kind of chuck a hand grenade in it and move on. Um, but you're, you're not wrong about the recent stretch of games for either team four, three and three for the Blackhawks, um, the Red Wings, you know, (laughs) three, four and three. So these are the two kind of like bubble teams, barely good, barely bad. But, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know where, where, what's your angle with this deal? Who are you feeling? Well, I think because they've been in such a tough stretch, both of these teams, that it should be a little, it shouldn't be as tight as we've seen before, a little bit more loose, a lot more physical. Obviously, the goalies on both sides have not been up to par. So I think this is the game where you need to pick some of those top guys or even middle guys on both these teams. So I went with a pairing on the top line of Lucas Raymond and uh, and Nemestikov. So I think those guys, pairing those guys together who have played really well alongside Dylan Larkin can be really good for your daily fantasy. And then even helping on the blue line, a guy like Maurice Sider or Philip Ronek on the blue line. Those guys have been absolute studs for the Red Wings as well, helping them trend in the right direction. Yeah, de- most definitely uh, Moritz Sider. Uh, that is a name that you want to probably double and triple circle if you haven't already. Um, daily fantasy, uh, dynasty league, you know, whatever it is, uh, double circle that kid's name because he is going to be a special one and he's going to be in this league for a very long time. Um, you mentioned a guy like Dylan Larkin, you know, the, the Red Wings are not exactly stacked up front. We can say that with, you know, fair, solid confidence. Um, but I don't mind the play there with the Nemesnikov pairing. A guy with a lot of offensive upside but can't seem to really find a fit um, wherever he was, bouncing around from Tampa to the New York Rangers to now the Red Wings. I know he's been another place in between. But, uh, yeah, you have to go with those guys. But, like, maybe you look also at some of the Chicago Blackhawks top guys. I don't know what you're thinking there. I know Taze has been trying to turn back the clock a little bit the last couple of games couple of near uh, highlight reel goals and things like that. But uh, I like Dylan Larkin. That would be my pick as well. I, I'm not sure if I would go with a guy like Jonathan Taze right now. He just, you know, ever since I understand everything that happened last year with his physical health and, mm. you know, having to come back with uh, having to try and come back and play the style of game that you played before that happened. Like, like right. we're seeing that with Anders Lee this year, like with the New York Islanders, he has not 
he has not played even close to what we've seen him play in the past for the New York Islanders. So mm-hmm. I would stay away from a guy like Jonathan Tave just because it took him so long to get back in the groove of things, sure. to be to get back in the game alongside Patrick Kane and Alex Debrinke and those guys that he's played with over the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. if if I were to take anyone from the Chicago Blackhawks, it would have to be Alex Debrinke because he has been mm-hmm. by far their best player. But again, it all depends on what kind of price all of Always. these you know star players are up. Uh, for the night. So for me, that's why, you know, I'm kind of pairing the Toronto Maple Leaf superstar players with those guys on the Detroit Red Wings who shouldn't cost as much. Mm-hmm. And then again, you have to, the goalies always cost so much. So you have to keep in mind how much those goal goaltenders are going to cost you in a night. Most definitely. And I think you're onto something here with the, you know, obviously you're grabbing the big money guys with the Leafs, but the Red Wings score in bunches. They're one of those teams that they just, Right. They either get pumped by six or seven or they score six or seven. So it's boom or bust there. Um, but let's hope with a team like the Blackhawks, like I don't have the overall stats up, but I can almost guarantee they're at the top of the league in goals allowed um, at the same time. So are the Red Wings probably. <laughs> but, you know, if you're setting up the scenario for a boom or bust, you know, let's roll with it with a couple of the Red Wings. And, you know, you can hit us up on Twitter and thank us later. Our handles are under the bar there. Yeah, and that's why I love the Detroit Red Wings this year because they're absolutely heading in the right direction. Steve Eisenman mm-hmm. has done a wonderful job mm-hmm. in those acquisitions, in those draft in those draft picks, in the prospects that he's gotten. So for me, I absolutely love what Steve Eisenman does. What else I love is Bilt Bar. And if you're like me, Bilt Bar is the thing that you need to get right now. If your New Year's resolution is to work out more, eat healthier, and look better, whether it is your resolution or not, Flip, no matter what, you have to get Built Bar for your everyday protein snack. It contains 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. And the best thing about it, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. So for me, that's right up my alley. And if that doesn't appetize you right there, these different flavors will. There's so many different flavors to choose from. There's coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel. I see you drooling over there, Flip. And there's mint brownie. And there's many more. In fact, Built Bar always comes out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new on their website. And if you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKS15, you'll get 15% off your order. I'll say that again. If you go to built.com and use promo code locks 15, you'll get 15% off your order off at built.com. Boom. Nailed it. And now I'm hungry. It's lunchtime. <laughs> you know, the sun is shining and I'm ready to crush a few built bars. Um, you know, we're waiting for a free promo. Let's go uh, locked on. Um, you know, my doorbell is working. Um, but you know, I'm hungry and now, you know, my, uh, now that my taste buds are, you know, tantalized, why don't we don't jump into our second segment here, um, and break down, you know, one of the, I would say more polarizing players over the last, you know, at least half a season in Jack Eichel, the Jack Eichel trade, the Jack Eichel situation in general. Um, you know, we were talking about this before the show steal and Jack Eichel still looks like at least a month away. You know, uh, Pete DeBoer said earlier this week that it could even be two months. Um, I think Vegas is in one of those situations that they do not need to rush this player back. They are already in the mix for as a Stanley Cup contender. You know, you know, hate it or not, love it or not, that's a fact. They are in the mix. 
So I think they are really in an advantageous situation here in terms of not having to rush him back. But I really do see this deal as, you know, if we're talking about who would you rather have, Jack Eichel in a third or Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, uh, top 10 protected first this year and a second rounder next year. Man, like, obviously, Eichel has not touched the ice deal. We know that. Let's not let's not get out of control. The kid has 139 goals and 216 assists in 375 games. He can play. He can score. But the trade is looking pretty good for the Buffalo Sabres right now. Um, and I think, you know, Alex Tuck, big, skilled, can play the power play, can kill penalties, can literally be circulated up and down the lineup. Um, and with three goals and seven and assists in nine games, Tuck is looking like he is very much for real and sprinkle in the fact that Peyton Krebs now has three points, two goals, one assist in five games, you know, like, Hey, I'm not hating this. If you're a Buffalo Sabres fan, I don't know what you think about it all steel. I, I like the way that I like the things that Buffalo got in return for Jack Eichel. Obviously, Jack Eichel's a superstar. I think Vegas won this trade no matter what. But I think with the way the Buffalo Sabres have been the last couple of years, Mm. this will send them in the right direction, the same kind of way the Detroit Red Wings are trending right now. So for me, I agree with you right there. I think getting Alex Tuck in return, he's been an absolutely incredible asset since he's come back from in, in that trade as well as from his injury. He's got 10 points in nine games, I believe. So he's been absolutely incredible for them. And obviously, Jack Eichel's not back. Like you said, Mm -hmm. Peter DeBoer Mm -hmm. believes he's still one to two months away. But I actually read that Vegas' owner, Bill Foley, believes he's only a couple of weeks away. So it's a little bit wishy-washy on what might actually happen. But I agree with you. I don't think there is any reason to rush Jack Eichel right now, especially with Vegas at the top of the leaderboard in their division. But Mm -hmm. agreed. Like, the way Alex Tuck has played for the Buffalo Sabres, he's been incredible. And I think with all the young guys they have right now, they're heading in the right direction. That would be a very owner-type thing to say. Come out and be like, oh, no, he's out there in a couple of weeks, so don't worry about it. He'll be out there skating laps. And then the coach comes in and throws some, uh, throws a hot or a wet towel on that, on that <laughs> talk pretty quick. But at the end of the day, I think why we're highlighting the back end of this trade for Buffalo is – Krebs and Tuck are players that you might want to be keeping an eye on in a dynasty format. Krebs is probably out there if you want to pick him up and even add him to some sort of minor squad if your format has that. Jack Eichel obviously is most likely owned in your league already um, and still with him a couple of months away. Not too much to look at on the fantasy front, but when it comes to a player, especially like Peyton Krebs, who is continuously getting more and more looks night in and night out, up and down that lineup, sure, it's the Sabres lineup, and sure, they don't tout a superstar that it's like you're pairing Krebs with. He's a must-add. But with that said, Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, keep your eyes on them because they will continue to get a look there. And, you know, when it comes to deep format fantasy leagues, you got to have your eyes on players like that, don't you think, Steele? Yeah, you exactly. You have to keep your eyes on guys that, are getting the opportunity to show what they can do, especially in a young stud like Peyton Krebs, getting his two his two first career goals over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I, I completely agree with you, but I think we have to take a look at the Jack Eichel side of things and what this means for the Vegas Golden Knights, their fa- fantasy teams, uh, you know, in all different apps as well as well as just the lineups that Vegas is going to potentially have once mm-hmm. all of their players or back to healthy. Yeah. And for me, you know, obviously looking at, you know, ESPN 
and Yahoo, he's only Jack Eichel's only rostered at 85% on That's Yahoo surprising. fantasy leagues. That's surprising. And he's only he's only rostered at 55% on ESPN. So this, that's a guy you have to look at right now to mm-hmm. potentially, you know, when's he going to be back? Can I pick him up right, right now? Right. Should I pick him up earlier rather than later? Because someone else might be looking at him. Yeah, and he did, like, let's let's note here, you know, owner or coach, whoever. He played in his first, he skated in his first practice last week or the week before. He is hitting the ice. It's only a matter of time before he returns. And if, you know, if you're looking at, you know, a big push for ahead of your playoff situation, um, your playoff showdown, you want to have a guy like Jack Eichel in the mix. Also because Vegas is loaded up front. So it's not like he's going to have to slot in and carry, you know, carry the load. He's going to slot in and plays play on the top line, play on the top power play unit alongside guys like William Carlson, Marcia So, Riley Smith. Um, I know Pacioretty's been dealing with injuries, but when he's healthy, Pacioretty's a stud. Um, so, you know, you cannot overlook his impact. I just think this is one of those scenarios that the trade has worked out for both sides. I know it's hard to say because he hasn't played in Vegas yet for Eichel, but for real, they won the trade with the most talented player. But it's one of those scenarios that the trade has kind of worked out for both sides, and that doesn't really happen all that often. And it's something you want to keep an eye on when it comes to uh, your deep fantasy formats, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know, you said it right there. What is the line I'm gonna look like when everyone is healthy? Like Mark Stone mm. is out right now with COVID nineteen. Mark Stone, that's the other calls. guy I forgot. How yeah, could I forget yeah. him? How could you forget Mark Stone? He's one of their best players and best players in the league. Agreed. It's uh but yeah, like Mark he's like when you look at the lineup they're gonna have when everyone's healthy, their top six forwards might be the best top six forwards across the entire NHL. Like you're looking at Jack Eichel down the middle mm. alongside Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. That's your first line right there. Nasty. And then with, with your second line, you have Jonathan Marcheseau, William Carlson, and Riley Smith, who have been absolutely studs since they've joined that team. That's a sneaky so me, good line too. Oh, sneaky a good line. Sneaky, sneaky good, good line. line. And speedy as well. So um, Vegas has already proven um, top to bottom, that they're a quality franchise from basically from the the first game on the strip. Um, Robin Leonard in the cage and uh, blue line that features a player like Petrangelo. You're you better be in the mix. So I think what you said is spot on. Uh, when I- Eichel comes back, they are going to have uh, all kinds of options up front. Um, and if I was the Western Conference, don't get me started on the East. If I'm the Western Conference. I have my eyes on Jack Eichel's return because you can't also help but feel that that kid is hungry to prove that he wasn't just being held back by the players in Buffalo, that he can play with the best of them. And let's see what he can do um, alongside the talent uh, that you just mentioned. Well, for me, I honestly believe that Jack Eichel is in the same tier as a guy like Austin Matthews. I don't think that he was, that's even far-fetched at all. I don't think it's far-fetched, Steele. It's not far-fetched. It's just hard to compare when he sat out so long. But I agree with you. You know, he's a second overall pick. He would have been a first overall pick if he wasn't in Matthews' year. Um, I've always been a big Eichel backer. Um, but let's just leave it at that. Let's Let's see what happens when he comes back. And let's just kind of uh, watch watch the Vegas Golden Knights take off. Um, but before we take off into our third segment, I just need to let you all know, from football to basketball to hockey, boxing, UFC, you name it, to even your favorite Vegas casino games, do not 
hesitate to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 on bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports bet online where the game starts thanks for making locked on fantasy hockey your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms coming up now we got to get into our betting segment you just did an incredible ad for online bets so let's jump right in to our betting segment let's jump into it uh wednesday night is featuring a little mini five game board Uh, i like to call it the uh, amuse bouche if you will to thursday's (laughs) loaded slate thank you steel i uh i googled that one before we went on um but i almost like these situation and my voice cracked that was weird i almost like these mini five game boards sometimes when i get i see a 12 game saturday slate and i almost like my eyes get too big you know they're like my my belly is not big enough for a little bit of panic yeah i just like i'm like oh my gosh let's just sprinkle wagers all over and hope hope for the best but (laughs) these these smaller schedules give you a little bit more of an opportunity to dig in do some research research take a look um you know right off the bat We talked about Jack Campbell. We talked about the Ducks and Leafs. I want to dive right back to it because obviously, you know, it is what it is. We're going to talk a lot of Leafs here. Um, But when it comes to betting, the Leafs have the tendency to score a lot of goals. We know this. They have a tendency to also let in a lot of goals when Jack Campbell is not who he is. Um, That's just the nature of the beast with this team. They go up big. They blow big leads. They go back and forth. They're trying to change it. It's a work in progress. But with that said, when I see a team like the Ducks rolling in, who when you look at their last, I think, eight of nine games or seven of nine games, they've all gone under the number. So stay with me here for a second, Steele. I look at this number. It's at sitting at six right now. I say tease that up a little bit to six and a half. You know, there's lots of options online wherever you're betting. Go to the alternate point spread. Go to the alternate total. That's where you're going to hear a lot of my picks coming for these bet segments. I love teasers. So what I like in this situation is let's tease that bad boy up to six and a half. And I mentioned Jack Campbell's stats against the Ducks before. The Ducks are facing some key injuries on offense. This game is smelling like an under to me, Steele. You factor in Jack Campbell's 2.80 goals against, which isn't sensational, but it's not bad either, and a 4-4 four and four record. I'm liking the under here. I think this could easily end in a 3-2, even a 4-2 final with an empty net. Um, So my first pick uh, for Wednesday's slate, and you can thank me later, is hammer that under in the Ducks-Toronto game. Um, You know, if you're feeling extra spicy, leave it at that six. But, you know, when it comes to a team like the Leafs who can sometimes score and allow in bunches, that extra half is making me feel just a little bit more confident. So that's my first pick uh, for Wednesday's board steal. What do you think about that? Yeah. If you, if you tease, if they were to tease it up to six and a half, I'd have to agree with you right there. But for me, I ended up just staying away from that game for, Mm. for betting purposes altogether. I just, you know, looking at the money line, there wasn't a lot of money to be made if you were choosing the Maple Leafs. I believe they're at like minus three fifty or something like that. Yeah, no, that's and, there's no. And value. I just yeah, and like you said, there's so many injuries to the Anaheim Ducks right now up front that I just don't believe they're going to pull out this win against the Maple Leafs Wednesday night. So for me, mm-hmm. I ended up just staying away from that game totally. Mm-hmm. No, it, hey, and I think there's something to be said about. 
giving our viewers and our listeners that too. If you're not feeling something, that might say something as well, right? Like just because you're not picking something, maybe that means stay away completely. You know, if you can't get a finger on things and you're sitting here every night and you you know, you got two podcasts running and you're doing this, like I'm going to trust you. And that's what our viewers are going to trust. But if you uh, mess up too many times, I'm out. Um, but I can jump into my second pick that I'm feeling steel. Um, you mentioned the money line. You mentioned the money lines in general, not having a ton of value. Speaking of which, let's take a look at this Capital San Jose game. I did Boom. a quick dive, quick dive. Capitals are minus 176. Fine. But San Jose, we know San Jose is um, what's uh, trying to trying to find themselves, trying to identify themselves as a club. Whenever I see a team like that rolling into a situation like Washington, who's basically their cup window is shrinking. Um, and I like them this year to be a dark horse for the cup, but San Jose is one in seven in their last eight visits to Washington. They do not play well on the road in general, and they do not play well on the road against Ovi. Um, sure. It's a heavy favorite. Yes. The value isn't great, but we're also here to feed you winners and you make your own decision. I could see Washington steamrolling tomorrow night, tonight, sorry, easily by a goal or two. Hammer them on the money line. If you're feeling spicy, boost up your odds and take them on the puck line, minus 1.5. Why not? Um, make sure you check your starting goalies. But Sharks struggle in Washington. They don't play well on the road overall. And just let's just hammer the caps and move on, shall we? Flip, I, I like oh. your logic there, but oh. I am totally disagreeing with you once again. Let's I'm hear taking, it. I'm taking the San Jose Sharks on Side both. Bet. Side bet on both. Oh, we I've already lost the first side bet to you, so we're gonna, okay. have, gonna have to make up from from before. But I took the San Jose Sharks on, uh, and I took the San Jose Sharks game under at five and a half at plus one hundred five. So I, I believe it's gonna be a tighter game than we've seen. Mm. All we, uh, the San Jose Sharks are without Eric Carlson and a couple of other guys, but I believe because they still have their top dogs, Brent Burns, Timo Meyer, mm -hmm. Tomas Hurdle. So I think this is gonna be a tighter game. Sure. Than, uh, than, than what you've said. Obviously, the stats don't lie. They're terrible on the road, especially against the Washington Capitals. But I'm taking the under at five and a half. Whoa. I think it's going to be a tighter game. And then I'm also taking the San Jose Sharks money line at plus 160. Okay. Both these teams, well, both these teams have been very struggling, struggling over mm. the last little bit. Like the San Jose Sharks have gone back and forth with wins, losses, wins, losses. And then again, uh, and then again, the Washington Capitals have been the exact same way the, in in the in their last eight games, and sure. the the Washington Capitals have only averaged three goals this season, while the San Jose Sharks mm -hmm. have averaged just just under uh, two point two goals this season as well. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think. And I do like the goaltenders on both sides, whether it's James James Reimer or Aiden Hill in net, or whether it's Vanacek or Samsonov in net for the Washington Capitals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, Hey, like, look, this is what it's all about, brother. I love that you're <laughs> disagreeing with me here when it comes to that under man, is that spicy, but you're, you're not, you're not wrong about the value on the sharks and guys like Timo Meyer, like <laughs> he's, I have him in a couple of my fantasy leagues and I'm lucky to, because he's been absolutely beast. He's checking every box when it comes to fantasy. Um, and he's just putting up points. So if he has another, he's what had a five goal game just last week. If he puts oh, yeah. up another, 
if he puts <laughs> up another crooked point night like that, uh, well, one, your under's in trouble, but you'll probably make some juice on your San Jose <laughs> pick. So I'm feeling it. Let's do it. Um, I got one more pick for all y'all. Um, Chicago at Detroit. We talked about it already. This Let's not overthink this one. The number's at five and a half. It could easily be six. I'm jumping all over that five and a half, and I'm taking the over. Um, I explained a little bit before. Neither of those teams can play defense um, at all. Um, and even their defensemen seem to have offensive upside, especially in a guy like Moritz Sider, like we talked about. This could easily have a number of 6.6 or 6.5. It's low. I love that situation. What I just said holds true. No one can play defense there. Let's just keep it real simple for my last pick, Steele. Let's pick a winner. Chicago at Detroit, over the number at five and a half. And let's lock that in. Yeah, I love that pick too. So I've got one back right at you, which mm. is on the over-under as well. But it's not that game. It's the Colorado Avalanche versus the Boston Bruins at over six at um, at minus 120. I just think that's a big hit right there. You got absolute studs up front on both of these teams for the Colorado Avalanche and Boston Bruins. And then because of how flaky Darcy Kemper's been this entire season, as well as whether it's Tuka Raskinet who had that, who imploded in his second game back uh, after signing that contract to join the Boston Bruins for the rest of the season. So for me, with all of the talent they have up front on the blue line, and then with both these goaltenders being a little bit flaky, I think you got to hit hammer hard on the over at six for that game of the Avalanche versus the Bruins. What do you think? I like it. And I watched the game on Saturday. I was watching the uh, Jets Bruins game and Rask looked shaky. Mind you, that was his, I think that was the first game back. So, you know, like maybe he gets a pass on that one, but I also just think what you said about Kemper holds true. He can't, he can't, he can either not stay healthy or not stay consistent. And if it, I don't think if it wasn't for as good as Colorado is on the blue line and up front, I really do think that, uh, Kemper may have been exposed even more than he has already. So, you know, he's good for a couple. Uh, Rask looks like he's good for at least a couple of crappers. So, yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's finish it on that note. I like that pick, Steel. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I, honestly, I liked all of the picks we've had so far, except for the except for your San Jose versus Washington one. We'll okay. see who wins. We'll see who wins the side bet there. But definitely, if you're tuning in for this podcast, take whichever picks. Flip and I just mentioned, whichever one you're feeling that has that gut feeling for you. Thank you so much for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey your first listen every single day. If you want more gambling advice and, and what you should pick every single day, not just NHL, but across all different sports leagues, make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, just like Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Stay tuned for Thursday's episode, where Flip and I will discuss some major downfalls in two of the league's most elite franchises. A little tease for you there, Flip. I know you like your teases. And just please make sure to make sure you subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey as soon as it's available each and every day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast uh, with Flip and I. Have a great day, and we shall see you again back here tomorrow. See you guys.